0: Grammar Girl here. In today's episode, we're going to look at, examine, and explore redundancies, tautologies, and other superfluous excesses. We all want to keep our writings as cogent as possible. In part, that means excising needless words, notably redundancies. There's a particular construction that frequently makes its way into even the best news writing, as well as into press releases and other corporate communications, later this week, earlier this year, and the like. Here's how and why the later and earlier are redundant. Consider this sentence. I'll get back to you later this week. Well, it has to be later this week. It's in the future. Later is implicit. It's sufficient when discussing an upcoming event to say, I'll get back to you this week. The same goes for this sentence dealing with a past event. She went to Marrakesh earlier this year. Just say she went to Marrakesh this year. We know it's in the past because it uses the past tense. She went. An exception would be when you're striking a contrast between two events and the relative chronology is important. Here's an example. The senator said in June that he supported the railroad project. Earlier this year, he opposed the project. A similar redundancy can be found in this sentence. Let me know what your future plans are. If you're talking about plans that one has now, they're almost invariably plans for the future. You might modify the word plans with the words immediate or long-term to clarify a time frame, of course. If by chance you had some plans in the past that didn't work out, you could toss a previous in there, as in my previous plans were to become an aerialist, but then I got that inner ear infection. We can find a comparable situation with past history and past experience. Again, when taken in the opposite direction, time-wise, a modifier would be helpful. We here at Granite Airlines hope your future experience with us will be far more enjoyable, and we do hope that nasty stain comes out of your suit. Similarly, one need not prepare ahead of time. To prepare is sufficient. Here's another doozy. Happy 10-year anniversary. The Random House and American Heritage Dictionaries trace the origin of anniversary to words roughly meaning the turning of the year. The root annus means year, so it's fine to simply go with happy 10th anniversary. We get the opposite problem, of course, when people insist on marking their six-week anniversary, which doesn't really make sense, even if it is kind of sweet for a new couple. Ah, just don't use it in your writing. Some verbal excesses aren't necessarily redundant. They're just cumbersome. One such phrase to excise from your writing is, in the process of, as in, my kids are in the process of driving me crazy. Delete it, and you have, my kids are driving me crazy, which is more direct. Anytime you see in the process of, take it out and check to see whether any meaning is lost, you'll save your fingertips thousands of superfluous keystrokes over a few decades. Notice we didn't say a period of a few decades. That a period of would be unnecessary. Recently, a writer extended us an invitation to a party. Well, it seems invite just wasn't enough. That must have been some party. Probably it was a 10th anniversary party. And as long as we're discussing invitations, watch out for please RSVP. RSVP stands for, of course, respondez s'il vous plaît. Forgive me if I said that wrong. But that means respond please. So please RSVP would mean please respond please. If you're begging, that's fine, but really it's better to preserve your dignity. Another quick way to trim a couple of words at a time from your writing and your speech is to keep an eye on the weather. The whether or not that is. I can't decide whether or not to bring my umbrella. Lose the or not in that instance and you're fine. Just don't lose your umbrella. The quick and dirty tip is overarching, yet fairly simple. Think about what every word means. Don't toss in a phrase just because you hear it a lot or see it a lot. Common usage all too frequently is incorrect usage. Take this example and you'll see what we mean. The reason you love grammar is because you love rules. Well, let's see, the words reason and because both represent the same idea. The sentence would be just as clear if you leave either of them out. It could read, the reason you love grammar is that you love rules, or you love grammar because you love rules. Think about what every word means and take out the ones that are redundant. It's easy and it works. Let's close with one final familiar term, reiterate. Let me reiterate, one might say, usually for emphasis. According to many dictionaries, to iterate is to say or do something again or repeatedly. So reiterate would mean re repeat your words or actions. Reiterate, of course, has become the more common term. The savvy writer, though, knows that iterate works just as well, and that knowledge can be useful. For a headline writer, for example, any tactic for trimming characters helps in a tight count. This podcast was written by Rob Rinalda, executive editor for Reagan Communications. WordZar on Twitter. That's Word underscore C-Z-A-R. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. That's all. Thanks for listening.
1: This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings.